0: there's a feeling of agitation Caused by the presence or an imminence of danger You Why do you think people believe in ghosts? I do am so oh, sorry you, right 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 you not anymore A last fire will
1: Behind
0: those eyes, that house will look. Not dead dead dead.
2: Dead. There's a presence in the house with me. You can't hurt you if you don't believe I suggest you leave that out.
0: Leave, leave that house. It's not even real. Alright, once again. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Neo Tokyo is about to explode. Streamlined Pictures presents A state-of-the-art adventure. Akira. That's it. Screw you and your college flunkies. I've had enough of this from you and from everyone else. I know what you guys are trying to do. Break me down, drive me out of the force. Well, it's gonna take a hell of a lot more than a lame prank like this to get Curtis Mooney to throw in his badge, so fuck you. Over. Are you threatening me? My bunghole will ask the questions. Did you miss me?
1: One. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Inside Movie Door. I'm your host David Straggy, and we are continuing our um, uh, our film journey into the uh, into some of the uh, our choice picks uh, from oursel- ourselves, w- which is pretty much what we did this month. So, uh, um, Jake, um, why don't you uh, tell us what the movie is for tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited. Okay, well, tonight
3: we're discussing Katsuhiro Otomo's 1988 film, Akira, uh, which is, was, at the time, one of the most expensive anime ever produced, and it certainly is one of the ones that put it on the world map. Um, and it's very interesting. It was a joint venture between quite a number of you know basically you had toho as the main distributor with Bandai handling the home distribution but among the others the animate the animators behind it were who's who organics Kyoto animation Piero studio Dean um, just and, and, and so forth really um, they, they definitely assembled a, a, a big team there and um, We'll, uh, we'll get into the synopsis here in a moment. First, uh, go ahead and see what everyone's uh, initial take on this. Uh, I guess I'll start with
1: you, Dave. Is this your first watch for you? or uh, This is, in fact, probably just a second watch for, uh, uh, f- uh, for me. <sighs> I, I couldn't even find my copy in all these boxes, so I had to download it myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I know I've got the steelbook around here uh, 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 somewhere. Uh, not the, not the Blu-ray mm-hmm. one, but the DVD still book. Right. But, um, I saw it back when I saw Lily Cats, um, which, uh, uh, apparently Sci-Fi Channel was doing an anime thing every, like, week or so, uh, so and they were doing an Akira Marathon, So it's like I saw a slew of animations in that, like, era of 90s anime domination over the sci-fi channel. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, I thought it was a weird mess at the time. (laughs) 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 Um... And I still think it's kind of a weird mess it's kind of a mesh between everything but um having gone back and seen the first lupin I see similarities in the in the first Lupin, and in this one just a little bit in the cre- in creature design and because of the uh, the whatever creature that th- thing is it kind of reminded me of lily cats in a way so so it's kind of like <laughs> Um, I'm in the middle of what I, what, I, what I think on it. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: All right, uh, Dustin,
4: how about you? Well, uh, I first saw this movie, mm, a few years ago. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was doing. I think someone just recommended it to me, and it's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that. Uh, but after I'd seen it, I did recognize a bunch of things from it that have ended up in Other TV shows or movies or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, which we can talk about a little bit later. Uh, I didn't quite understand it at first. Like, it's a very elaborate, complicated sci-fi story, Uh, but it's a pretty good movie. Um, It just may not be the best thing if you can't give it your absolute full attention. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, I
3: partially agree on that. Uh,
2: Actually, I agree with Dave on my first uh, viewing, because I I think I was first introduced to this particular one on the uh, Sci-Fi channel during their anime. Uh, I got to see a lot of commercials with uh, the clown uh, uh, gang in it uh, being referenced. And my first ever viewing of it was only a partial viewing, which was at the end and it kind of turned me off to wanting to see the whole thing for a while. The ending mm-hmm. still bothers me to this day. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it for the, the first time, for the f- for the full time, I think I got it like $5 at Walmart uh, when they were doing like an anime classics. They had that and the first volume of Hellsing and a couple others in the early 2000s. And, uh... Finally said, you know, I think I'll watch the whole thing, and uh, I've upgraded since, of course, to the Steelbook, which has the DVD and the Blu-ray. <laughs>
4: back ooh, back. ooh, that's uh, best by huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a—it was pretty interesting uh, impression.
3: Horrific first impression, that actually, right. made me. <laughs> Well, I have to admit, this is one I, I can almost guarantee you I have abandoned the thing for this one, but I cannot for the life of me remember the circumstances. Did you show it to me or just lend it to me and say you have to watch this? I can't remember. <laughs> I know it was one of those that I felt like was a have to watch because of the importance right. it was
2: to uh, yeah. animating being regarded as a... Um, accepted medium in america
3: right so i remember it was relatively early in my anime experience but not one of the first if it had been one of the first i probably would have been uh it would not have gone over well um and and yes. honestly <laughs> pro- it would not it have, have been well. no it probably would have been more like ghost to the shell in terms of my initial reaction but it, 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 in general. The film is almost exactly the kind of movie that I am not drawn to. You know, you got dystopia and um, the horrible graphic elements of that last act and all the, uh, you know, the Mad Max kind of Road Fury punk sort of thing. I'm kind of like, eh, not my... Favorite cup of tea, and um, the first time I saw the film, I was like, "eh." And I honestly cannot remember if these two watches were my second and third or third and fourth views. I don't know, but I will say it's a movie that improves with repeat viewing. Uh, I agree with Dustin that there's a lot you can miss, and there's a lot that when you go back and watch it, it it, it falls more into place. I guess you could say, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff there. At first, it, I mean, it, it, on the surface level, it does come off as just a cheap late 80s uh, sci-fi action film uh, and that, that goes actually crazy at the end. Uh, <laughs> but when you watch it again and again, it, 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 you know, it comes back. And... Um, yeah, so basically, uh, and one other little note on my experience is that I almost saw it in the theater, and I was very disappointed. It was one of those things where I had a last-minute offer to make some money, and it was like work. Maybe uh, I hate choosing, <laughs> but maybe one day I'll get to see it. <laughs> but um, at any rate, so the uh, plot summary per ANN is. In the year 2019, which honestly, I forgot it was set in 2019, so if That's I had named that, I thought that was hilarious. Okay, so so in the year 2019, 31 years have passed since the outbreak of World War Three. In Neo-Tokyo, all authority is waging a never-ending struggle against the underground that virtually rules the shattered city. A top-secret child with amazing powers of the minds breaks free from custody and accidentally gets a motorcycle gang involved in the project. The incident triggers psychic powers within one of the members, Tetsuo, and he is taken by the army and experimented on. His mind has been warped and is now on the path of war, exacting revenge on the society that once called him weak." Now, this is a pretty good summary. Um, The gang, of course, uh, the gang leader is Kaneda, and um, I think this may be one of the things you referenced, Dustin, like his biker jacket and bike have become like one of the most iconic images in
4: anime, and I've seen them referenced repeatedly. I don't know uh, <laughs> I don't know if um, Akira came first or Yu, Yu Hakusho came first, but in the Gateway Saga, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the villain the villains in the Gateway Saga are like basically a bunch of teen punks mm-hmm. and other imported <clears throat> people that came together. And there's a it- character called the Sniper. Um, mm-hmm. his jacket looks a lot like Canada's jacket. Wasn't Hakusho a the 90s? I okay, think it was nice. very, It was. I think it was very late 80s, very early 90s.
3: Okay. Um, uh, so uh, anyway,
4: with 80s, uh, it could have been, okay. I don't actually know, but so uh, looking at the character yeah. designs, it just reminded me of, like, a lot of those guys. Right. And from what I've seen of, I think from what
3: I've seen of Hakusho, you're right. Like, and also, a lot of the characters of designs were fairly typical for the era. Mm-hmm. Like uh you know the sci-fi films, like I've seen a couple from that time, Venus Wars and uh a couple of the uh, others and they're they're kind of in the same uh, mm-hmm. ballpark ish. Um so and then you so you got them. Um you've got the the there's this group of rebels yeah. that involves this girl, uh Kay and this dude named Ryu and um they're the ones that actually broke the child out of captivity. Um, and then you've got the colonel who kind of runs the military arm and, and, and the doctor working with him. And then all the sleazy politicians who come into play in one point or another, you know, you've got all these different factions, all these different, you know, it's a... And that was one of the things I noticed on repeat viewing is how much the film kind of has to get into it for about a commentary on bureaucracy and politics and all that stuff that I didn't really notice the first time I saw it, but yeah, that's kind of fun, but anyone uh, have a particular uh, something they want to run with? Uh, a <laughs> plot element out of it? I just yeah. uh, looked it up,
2: though. So, Yu Yu Hakusho was mid 90s to so 94, 95. Okay. Uh, I was 88, excited. so. Uh, and the manga is what well, I was thinking of, which was earlier which was in the 80s. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was one thing. I just thought, eh, I looked that up real quick. Yep.
4: <laughs> like, they really do look like they really do look like a very similar anime style. I mean it's it's kind of that older style of anime, which was somehow like extremely detailed compared to at least the ones I've I've seen now. Right. Like it's very realistic. <laughs> and from what,
3: seen, <laughs> what? from what I've seen of the of El of work, uh, he has a consistent art style himself across his works. Uh his other feature that I've seen was Steamboard, which I really, really liked that one. That one uh, okay. but and then he did one of the short films in the memories uh film, which was a great anthology film. But yeah, I feel like each one, the, the art style is fairly consistent. So it was like it's typical of its time, but it was also vintage Otomo, so it's kind of, you know. It, so that works. Absolutely. <laughs> The late 80s,
2: early 90s was a very peculiar time for anime. It was uh, especially anime released in America because uh, a lot of the idea, the perception was, well, Americans want as much sex and violence as humanly possible. And some of the most graphic anime, (laughs) with the exception of Gaunts, was released in probably the late 80s, early 90s. So, uh, A lot of that was, probably was
3: due to the success of Akira. I mean,
2: yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I, I want to say that it was probably where it was that perception that that's the only thing Americans want sex and violence.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, I used to watch Comedy Central like, late at night. Mm-hmm. Um, around, mm-hmm. oh, what was it, early, around <laughs> early 2000s, very late 90s. And, um, I remember seeing, like, an infomercial for, you could buy, like, a bunch of, like, random anime series, and the guy would come on, like, This ain't no Mickey Mouse, this is anime! And it's, like, uncensored, uncensored, <laughs> uncensored like, explosions of blood and, like, nudity, and it's, like, what the hell is going on? Right. <laughs> it was, well, like, know, like, it was marketed like that. <laughs>
3: But unlike Ninja Scroll, this one had a point. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Ninja Scroll, whatever the hell you are. One could say, but, un- unlike
2: uh, Ghost in the Shell, uh, oddly enough, yeah. uh, the, not not the series, the original movie, right. but, uh, but that one also had, this had um, the plot line, it really reminded me of a more entertaining
3: version of Blade Runner. It, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, and actually, it probably owed a lot to Blade Runner, but I will admit, the more entertaining part, i this may be blasphemous to some people, but I have never enjoyed Blade Runner. It's long. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, The new one was more enjoyable, but it was still kind of tedious.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh... I have, uh like, five-disc Blu-ray set or whatever, and it's like, ugh, I have to, wow. I have to watch this entire thing. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I have to see Blade Runner something like ten times to get through all the content on that disc.
1: Well,
3: but, at, least like,
4: it's uh, not, at least it doesn't take five uh, discs to get through the cut of the film, I, I hope. <laughs> uh, no, it's like, it's like several different cuts, and then it seems like each one has, like, one or two commentaries, so it's like, oh, my God. I mean, oh if I don't. If I don't like it by the end of that, <laughs> we know we can stop trying. <laughs>
3: oh
4: yeah, did we give the spoiler warning? Oh, we never really did. No, spoiler. <laughs> uh, I think everybody knows at this point. <laughs> it's it's maybe a little silly for us to do spoiler warning sometimes because yeah. uh, to, uh, anybody who listens to us for a while, you know, we wait, wait. it's a polite thing to do. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're talking. Well, we always talk about like the plot points and the surprises. So sure. I mean, it's kind of. It feels like it should be a gimme that things are going to be spoiled and in you know, our show. You know what I mean? So basically, yeah. Speaking of, um,
3: we we did like again the basic rundown of the plot. But like, so were there any uh, particular elements or points that anyone really wanted to flesh out that they thought would be a real good to uh, focus on or?
2: Well, I mean, there's really like two major plot points, uh, yeah. the political one and the uh, other, which was kind yeah. of the, well, they're both attached to Akira, but then there's that one with the biker gang that yeah. reflects on Tetsuo.
4: Right.
3: So basically, uh, I guess we should do a little bit of a world synopsis. Again, this is set in this year, but... Uh, It actually doesn't seem too futuristic. It it definitely (laughs) seems... 1988. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really... uh, Well, my point is, like, it almost feels like with a twist of fate, it could be 2019. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Japan is reeling from very unpopular tax policy. They're reeling from that Previous war that had destroyed Tokyo 30 years ago, their you know their, their law lawlessness is rampant. You know you got these biker gangs fighting in the streets instead of being in school. Um, you know you got all this kind of uh, stuff. And then again, you know the the politicians are too. You know the one politician who seems like he's on the the right side ends up dying in a gutter with all his briefcase full of money flapping in the wind because, you know, he killed over a heart attack. And then you got the the military dude who you kind of almost empathize with in the end. But to get there, he's been the antagonist the whole time and ends up staging a coup against the government. I mean, you know, you got all these shifting factions and all this. It actually was kind of cool to when I paid more attention to it, I was like, okay, I I can get into this. Um, The way it really unravels is when Tetsuo's powers get away from him, and that's when it gets kind
2: of... I I had to look up a lot on the plot point just to get a better understanding as Mm -hmm. to okay, why the heck is this whole
1: crap going down at the end? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. end Well, According to this legend of Akira, Akira is like some kind of a godlike spirit, or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, it—it's it, like it, it was an unnatural power that was mm-hmm. born inside uh, inside their friend Detsuwa. And, I mean, it was created inside of him. It wasn't there before it. It was it, it was created inside of him because of that thing that escaped.
3: No, well, I think I think they actually do point out in the show. I think it was more that it was there, but he had never known about it or had access to it, and it kind of was
1: triggered right. by yeah. Was a, uh, contact
4: with a the psychic smash kid. Smash.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. The uh,
1: one uh, said, the one psychic said that it, it, there is something, uh, something of it inside Oliver. No, just matters not. You use it there. It was pointed out in
2: one, I think it was the manga, that they considered Mm it a, it it was the next step of evolution, Uh, and there were a few kids Mm -hmm. who were that next step, which were the ones there, but the human body was unable to contain that, which was what happened to him, and Akira himself was one of these children who was really powerful, but Mm -hmm. got put down and then apparently right. chopped up into many, many pieces and put into to jar, jars, you
3: know, cool. so just to be safe. Because <laughs> no harm, no no problem, no harm could come of keeping him all together in one place under cryo-freeze, you know, <laughs> nothing could possibly go wrong,
1: you know. He'll <laughs> just be well. Got it. <laughs> a host and he'll just stay inside that house forever. Right,
3: please. right. right. So, so, I guess, um, uh, do we
4: want to move on to character then? Sure. All right. I mean, I so, certainly didn't understand what the heck was going on uh, a lot of the times. It's like, okay, so, wait, now we're doing something else? What's going on? <laughs> <coughs> That's kind of my attempt to follow the plot. Uh, both that time and this time. Uh, which, when I first saw it, it was, I only saw the Japanese one. Like, today was the first time mm-hmm. I saw the dub. When mm-hmm. uh... Man, not as helpful. as <laughs> with mm-hmm.
3: the plot? I actually watched the dub for the first time today too, and it, it was not bad. Uh, I expected worse. You know, yeah, but uh, it didn't. Yeah, you didn't really add much. Because honestly, Pioneer produced well. The version I have, both the dub and the subtitles were produced by Pioneer, and they, so they, you know, they did about the same. They changed some words, but not a lot, you know. The, uh, apparently, much like the Lupin film that we did a couple weeks back, this one originally was released here with a, stra- a dub by Streamline Entertainment, and once again, that one got chucked and replaced with a new one. <laughs> and uh, although I think, Brandon, you said you had a newer edition. Do you have the Streamline dub? Uh, I mean, mine's the same dub I've always listened to, so... Because I um, think one of the newer releases brought back the streamline dub as a bonus feature. I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not notice that. I'll have to take a
2: look at the disc and hmm. get back with y'all on that. Uh, All right. But yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, not a bad dub
3: though, I would think go for yeah, all. Definitely. Not bad. Especially for Pioneer. Right. I've heard horror stories of their of stuff. <laughs> but uh I think they spent uh, supposedly they spent like a million was it a million on re doing the whole thing, re-dubbing, and, and, and um the upgrade? They spent a lot on it. It's a pretty high budget for something like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't remember how much it was goes it was a lot, but Anyway, um, so character-wise, your main characters, again, you got got uh, Shotaro Kaneda, uh, who is the leader of this little gang of high school punks, that biker gang. Uh, Tetsuo Shima is his longtime friend and boon companion and kind of the runt of the group who always gets kind of picked on. And then you got Kai and... Uh, a couple of other, uh, Yamagata and a couple others are in their group. And they're kind of at war with this little group called the Clowns and uh, general skirmish with them. They run into, uh, was it Takashi? I guess uh, number 26 is the boy. They're known by numbers, you know, so you got 26, 25, and 27 are the ones who have the powers already. Uh,
4: um, not a number. But- Side note, uh, the what? Joker gang is like the Joker gang from Batman Beyond, if anybody uh, saw that and is wondering, you know, what the heck we're talking about. like they, I kind of wonder if the Joker gang in Batman Beyond was some kind of callback to Akira, because it takes place in the future, and there seem to be a handful of things here and there. It could well be. Actually, there was one thing I was wondering about as a
3: callback. Um, and, ben, and you know that one clip you love to play over and over and over again from the clerk series? <laughs> Is it, Is it safe? safe? Did you not think that was a callback to this? Well is it safe as a callback to Jaws? But <laughs> Oh uh, well no, just the way the way the Colonel, that one point in the movie where the Colonel says, Is it safe? Like he's very, very vocal, like, is it safe? But yeah, you're right, it probably is a, a Jaws callback, but I could see Kevin Smith pulling from both at the same time. I could see I that. Like... But <laughs> it does have both English, uh, English uh, ones. So if you but, get
2: that new, uh, that that newer release, you can have uh, the newer 2001 uh, dub or the
3: original uh, English. Ah, uh, so the uh, I think the 2001 was the pioneer. So that yeah, that might mean the stream one. I, uh, who knows? Uh. <laughs> and then of course you got the Colonel, uh, who's like I said the 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 lead of the. Uh, military forces. Uh, you've got uh, Kay and Ru and uh, a couple others who like, so, the revolutionaries. And of course, Kaneda sees Kay in the police station and is instantly smitten. and He kind of gets her out of Hawk, you know, and Ends up, they end up, uh, he, he ends up kind of running with the revolutionaries yeah. just out of flirtation with her at first. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, uh, that's, romance?
3: What's that? He said,
1: he, uh, I said he's got to follow the romance.
3: Right. As are most of the main characters. You got Kaori's this kind of mousy girl who's in love with Tetsuo. Uh I think Nezu was the Weasley politician that was working with Ryu. Um, but yeah. So, anyone uh, really jump out that anyone wanted to comment particularly on? Uh, that's all.
2: always bothered me. I, I never liked yeah. the character at the beginning, I still don't like the character today. Though he does remind, I don't know why, but he always reminded me of Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z.
4: <laughs> I, I can I can see yeah. that I, I can I, definitely uh, see that. Agree <laughs> with like the the weird high hairline, right? Though this, song's like pre, though this does predate Dragon
2: Ball Z,
3: right? And
2: not necessarily Dragon no, Ball. No, does fun. not
3: be does not predate Dragon Ball, but Vegeta was definitely later. So uh, who knows? That might be an influence there. Uh, <laughs> And, like, there's a couple of points where he uses his powers where he almost looks like he's gone insane, you know? It's kind of... <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, that was... I agree. I never liked Tetsuo. I mean, he's a little brat. Um, mm-hmm. You, you feel for him a little bit because everyone's always picked on him, but... At first. Yeah, but, I mean, as soon as he gets his power, he just... Ugh. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, you start uh, at first. You start feeling sorry for him until he blows uh, blows up the doctors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I, I have to uh, say, one of my uh, one of uh, one of my uh, the most interesting parts is where his toys start to come alive. You know that dream uh, uh, yeah. like sequence. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) That
3: was almost a a horror element uh, right there.
4: There were definitely some horror elements sprinkled throughout with this one. Um, There were so many weird moments, it was kind of hard to... It all hits you kind of fast, so I was a little... uh... I didn't quite notice as much as I probably would have normally it's like wait what the hell's going on it's like oh what is that and it's like oh i don't have time to worry about that anymore now what's happening
1: i thought that was a off the uh, Tetsuya was off the drugs kind of a moment
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah could be i'm fine as my yeah, arm assimilates
4: is. into this chair and it's
3: like oh yeah, yeah. Mm. The, the the true off the drugs moment I was going to say we see later right on what happens when he uh, goes off his meds uh, <laughs> it's pretty
4: rough <laughs> yeah, he mutates into that like blob entity yeah. thing which uh, they actually used to be in the episode of South Park a long time ago and <laughs> uh, remembers good, that awesome. the Trapper Keeper but, uh, we I think, I, Keeper. I, think I saw one. that one like it assimilates rosie o'donnell and that's how they beat it because it becomes sick <laughs> i might have seen that
3: one I, it sounds
4: familiar it's a it's an old one uh maybe uh, season oh lord season five six something like that right maybe seven um, i mean yeah. that is
2: supposed to be as he was transforming into his ultimate form at the time mm-hmm. his powers were transforming into a form that could uh, uh, that could hold the power, which is why it took kind of a fetal uh...
4: shape for a little while, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You now, there is, there is surprisingly little that I noticed about most of the characters. It seems like they just, aside from Tetsuo, like, we don't really get anybody's, like, internal monologue. Well, maybe some for Kaneda. But mm-hmm. nobody particularly stood out to me, which, uh, was kind of strange. In mm-hmm. my opinion. At least for my movie watching habits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Last time that happened was, like, Rogue One, and Mm -hmm. good lord, I hated that movie. (laughs) Uh, I
3: definitely felt that way the first time I saw this movie, and again, that's one of the reasons why it kind of washed over me the first time. I was kind of like, eh. Because, yeah, most of the characters didn't really do it, Yeah. Yeah, they did better this time, but it still wasn't extraordinary.
2: And there was a lot going on that you thought to yourself, oh, darn, I should probably read the series this was based off of to figure it out. It's
4: It's a pretty thick book, isn't
2: it? Which is weird, because a lot of anime movies are like that, if they're based on the source material. Many mm-hmm. of them and the, many of the series, are meant to try and get you to read the source material. Right.
1: Um, I think, I oh, was,
2: it, action, adventure, it was that kind of thing that, mm. and sci fi, which was really digging into what Americans were wanting at the time. I mean, it really does reflect, if you think about it, late 80s, early 90s, that was the time when we had all the post apocalyptic films coming out.
4: Oh, yeah. Uh, all the yeah, yeah. Oh, quite a few. I mean, I would like to have known more about like the Psychic Kids program because that was uh, mm-hmm. vague. I think is the
3: right word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you get a little bit, but it is kind of thinly uh, addressed here. The um, and I don't know how much of that was. Apparently, Otomo was reluctant to adapt his manga, and then he decided, you know, maybe because they gave him the budget to, you know, because if this film had been done on a lesser budget, it would have definitely been even more, uh, dense. Well, probably not quite what. uh, it certainly wouldn't have been as popular, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's very likely, at least. (laughs) But,
1: well, there definitely was a lot going on in this uh, mm-hmm. of the film in the background. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, like we have m- uh, mentioned, there was the anti-politics and, and, uh, and the politics. Um, because the mm-hmm. anti-politics uh, uh, was when the, Ar- uh, the army guy decided to go against, you know, the government. And uh, yeah. to, me, to me, that's anti-political. Uh, like throwing mm. over, the, uh, like
3: throwing over the government,
1: right? That was definitely a coup. That was for sure. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we should note that they attempted to arrest him first, but <laughs> they said That's you'll be stripped of
2: your to work with them. It's just they thought, oh, you're too much of a loose cannon. We need some patsy to blame for our failures. So guess what, tag, you're
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Because uh, that usually works city, so well. Except I'm too a for you. Let's go, commando. I
2: consider like the city uh, to be a character <laughs> in this. I mean, the concept, and I don't think mm. it was Neo Tokyo in this, but it might as well be because Neo Tokyo essentially was a concept utilized. Throughout the eighties and nineties of this kind of dystopian future of of Japan,
3: it seems Uh, to be a popular city,
2: or uh,
1: like Wicked City, or I wonder if Neo. (sighs) I wonder if Neo was almost a precursor to the Matrix as well, Uh, because uh, you know that was the name of Neo. And that was set what, in the mean, what, you mean Neo-Tokyo? Yeah, Neo-Tokyo to- uh, to- using Neo as no. the name reference.
4: Now, I think okay. it was
3: more just the, the, um, the general use of Neo is new. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did wonder if the capsule, the bicolor capsule on the back of Kaneda's jacket, I wondered if that was borrowed for the Matrix. It could be wrong. But, I was kind of wondering, because it's like a red and blue capsule, isn't it? Like, I don't know. No, that's not I thought it was red and white. I thought I I remember it being yellow. I don't know. A lot of it has to do with the coloring, because, like, I know with the newer editions, they went back and refreshed the color, and I think it's redder. Because in the edition that I have, it's kind of washed out. Like, his jacket and bike are almost almost more of an orange. They're kind of a little washed out. And I think they've recolored it with the newer editions. But, I, oh, I don't know. The restoration
1: is amazing in so, the version I watched. That's something really? that I remember. I remember uh, uh, when Akira came out, a lot of people mm. were say- saying that the colors of mm-hmm. the, the animation were fantastic and it, it, mm-hmm. it, it, like if you were to go and see it on shrooms or something like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, or uh, I mean it was definitely um a druggie's paradise uh, for, uh, for a, a sense of euphoric. <clears throat> That may have been oh, no, that'd a bad influence. would <laughs> be a
2: bad trick if you were doing LSD and watching that scene.
4: Yes, yes. It like would be. It <laughs> would be. That a, 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 my favorite story from uh, the most recent episode of this other podcast mm-hmm. I listened to. They're mm-hmm. we talking about how they're doing. Uh, they're doing a European tour, and they're talking about you know visiting Amsterdam. And the main guy in the show got recognized a couple times. And, like, the first time he was like, yeah, okay, a little awkward, but it's me. And then the second time he was just starting to, like, really feel, like, whatever he took. And the person was like, hey, excuse me, are you Will Meniker? And he was just like, am I? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't think so. Where? <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh, getting back to Neo Tokyo, uh... Like, New Tokyo was referenced a lot in different, like, 80s-style things. Like, I started listening to, like, Synthwave music, which is kind of... It's kind of like... It's modern music, but it's kind of, like, retro style. And a lot of the fan-made videos for that stuff use clips from Akira. Uh, mm-hmm. And even... It even shows up in, like, album titles, you know, song mm-hmm. titles. Like, Akira is... The vibe of Akira is all over that whole music of genre, musical mm-hmm. genre. Um, that's even one of my favorite songs by uh, this guy called perturbator it's hard to pronounce i don't know europe blame that uh, <laughs> and the song is called neo tokyo like i run to that Yeah, you know? like it's it's almost designed for the scenes where they're driving their bikes down like that hmm. huge highway <laughs> the pacing and uh, correct
3: me if i'm wrong isn't neo tokyo the 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 name of uh, uh, in in Evangelion, or am I remembering that wrong? Uh, it could
2: Cause, be, actually. Because I know yeah, Eva was I'm another
3: sorry. one. There seemed to be a thing in Japan of, we're going to build a city on top of the remains of Tokyo. I don't know how many
4: anime I've seen where that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really want to hair down Tokyo. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. like, it's like a given. Tokyo has to be destroyed at some point in, like, every storyline.
3: Then again, in American productions, how many times have we destroyed New York, D.C., L.A.? Uh,
4: <laughs> and we've, we've torn it up, but we haven't raised them to the ground.
1: Godzilla <laughs> uh, and camera always destroyed something.
4: Hey, have you not seen Independence Day? <laughs> Well yeah, I mean that one counts, but it's not <laughs> like eighty-four different anime series, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was
2: uh but it is a character in and of itself, the the city. And uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's the crime, it's the corruption, <coughs> it's the decay, uh, and yet there is still the hope. All of that wrapped up into one Old, decrepit character with, cybernetic implants on. (laughs) Keep it alive.
1: You know what I was thinking with the three psychics uh, or whatnot? I was thinking, like, uh, um, you know the three almost eyeless witches, like, in Greek mythology? The Fates? Yeah, the Fates. I'm mm-hmm. kind of thinking along that line, uh, line uh, because because uh, because for some re- re- reason, uh, to me, three of uh, these three pe- uh, people were watching the lives of, of mm-hmm. all you know, and deciding wh- when to interject and when not to, and that's what the fates
4: always did uh, uh, did, uh, did in stories or norms, depending on who you ask. Mm-hmm. So, That was a thing in that old Hercules TV show, like the Disney animated Hercules TV show. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was one episode where he went to, like, the Norse land or whatever, and he ran into the fates there, and they were like, you know, we're the Norns. And it's like, no, you're not. You're moonlighting, aren't you? It's like, we're getting out of here, sister fates. I mean, Norns. (laughs) That's how how I know that. That
1: That goes to uh, to, to a band that I know, Amon or Moth. Uh, With
3: horns, I do think there's definitely something to that idea because they kind of, yeah, they were kind of just watching and uh, they would contribute, especially since one of them was a precog and uh, was was
1: having all these visions and stuff. That that sounds like a good good thought. Uh, Another another three that I remember was in Minority Report. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Um, okay. And those were pre cogs that ran that mm-hmm. thing. So uh, to me, it's like.
3: <laughs> oh, and actually.
2: Oh, sorry, good. I was going to say they were all, of course, classmates at the beginning uh, with, uh, with Akira and Tetsuo.
3: And um, Spielberg is well known as a geek and big consumer of culture. And he does do a lot of callbacks to other stuff, so it wouldn't surprise me if he, if Akira influenced Minority Report. And I know for a fact that he slipped the bike into Ready Player One. That was actually the one that um, the uh, the girl, uh, what was her name, uh, was riding in the race. Artemis was riding in the race at the beginning. Uh he,
2: he, he some, saw it in theaters when it came out. Oh yeah, oh
3: yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was actually one of the few changes from the novel that I was kind of like, okay, that's kind of cool, I like that. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, we kind of started to touch on, so I guess we should go ahead and move further into, I guess, the production aspects, like the, uh, I guess
4: the animation design, um, the spectacular animation holy crap like it looks amazing like it's like maybe it's strongest it's strongest uh feature mm-hmm. is just like the quality of like what's going on like they, they were very serious about telling this story and the art style mm-hmm. really reflects that
2: well the production design was amazing it was just uh all of production masterpiece that that's mm-hmm. probably the reason why akira
1: is so well known to me, it's like uh, Picasso of <laughs> animation, in a sense, because you have all this, like, different collage of, you know, um, scenery uh, 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 that is intermixed. Uh, I mean, you've got the, you've got the Neo-Tokyo uh, uh, against the Neo-Punk with, with, with the, uh, that sort of West Side Story going on with the Bikers. You know, uh, 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 um, you, uh, uh, well, that, uh, that, to, uh, to me, because uh, a woman kind of reminds me of that, uh, that young mouse look, uh, looking girl, uh, girl that, uh, uh, that was into the lead of,
4: uh, Gowdy? Yeah. Gowdy's girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think that girl was actually Canada's girlfriend. I think he was just hitting on her, like, in every scene they had together, and she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if I'd uh, care kill her. She was kind like of her. going with it by the end, though. Yeah, it was just like at first, it was kind of like. Think, yeah.
1: I think she was more into him than and, and, and he into her. Uh, as, 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 uh, uh, I, I think we got that reversed. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh,
3: he, he was going around like, should 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 we tell people that we're boyfriend girlfriend? Is that too much? You know, She's <laughs> like, "What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you?" She warmed up to him
2: gradually, uh, and, mm-hmm. and then in the end, you could tell that maybe she had a little thing for him by the end of it. But that was, but it took until mm-hmm. the end.
3: Of course, by the end, everyone else he knew was dead, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: um, he killed her before uh, before we could
3: find out. Sure. But, anyway, yeah, and I agree with production aspects. Like I said, I know apparently one of the people, or one of the groups involved was GameX, which was... Uh, They've done some really crazy stuff over the years, including Eva. Um, Kiel Annie is one of my absolute favorite production companies and their body uh, motion, like their, their character animation is phenomenal. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think Pierre and Studio Dean were both involved in uh, Castle Cagliostro, L- so again, there's some uh, that's part of that you know similarity there. Um, and then of course, you know Toho binding it all together. They've been behind some big things over the years, and yeah, was, uh, yeah.
2: I really do think that the production value and uh, I actually consider the big anime uh, boom in America that happened is so is solely linked to Akira, and maybe at a lesser extent, Ghost in the Shell as a follow-up. Because of the extreme production values, showing that they can go beyond stuff that many of us had even came to come to expect from animation. Because I mean, what was the what was the peak of animation we knew as Americans at the time?
3: Disney. Um, Not to mention Not to mention that Akira came out the year before. The Little Mermaid. So, for all intents and purposes, Disney was still in the Dark Ages to a lot of people. Mm. <laughs> so, it was good timing in a lot of ways. Um, I've never really seen animation quite quite
2: like that before. And, right. Shoot, even in Japan, that was quite
1: <laughs> spectacular. I remember time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember at the time that this came out that uh, uh, they were almost had the same reaction to um, a, a, a movie. Uh, they had the same reaction to, uh, to, an, uh, to another movie that I'm trying to think of um, where they thought it was like the history of the Indians and it's got like three or four more coming out soon. Avatar. Avatar. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, (laughs) soon, quote-unquote. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's still in the mix whether whether it's coming out, because each year it seems like it gets further and further away.
3: (laughs) Although, actually, one could say that about the American version of Akira, because that's currently set for 2021 release, but it's had so many reincarnations. But right now, they've got Otomo on board as executive producer, written and directed by Taika Waititi and produced by Leo DiCaprio. What? That's a pretty awesome team there. (laughs) I'm interested but who knows where that's going to go if it'll ever happen.
1: (laughs) If it ever happens, I'd be interested only because of DiCaprio being involved.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. YTT is awesome. He is awesome. (laughs) But, at any rate, uh, uh, and did anyone have any particular notes on the music? I have to admit, this was one where the music always was kind of Eh, for me, like, it's,
4: it, it's effective, but there wasn't so much music, music, but the music that's mm-hmm. there like, I thought it was really cool, like, with like which just mm-hmm. kind of like the beats and like the chanting like, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the music that might have been my highlight uh, in the, terms the, of the, the parts with the chanting were pretty cool, I'll admit that yeah, there was a uh, and there
3: was a uh, an interesting choice to end it with that old uh, recording of uh, Tokyo Shushan Boy. That was kind of a really weird sting at the okay. end of the credits, but <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, what else for production aspects is uh, you can't? I guess you can't really do too much with uh, making special effects with an animated film, but uh, <laughs> the it, <laughs> mixing was good, and uh, yeah, I mean because.
2: If you think about it, all the sound effects they matched and they they landed pretty well and effectively, all the Mm -hmm. explosions, all of the many running parts, they managed to flow that together very well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't lost uh, at any means in the... uh, I just... Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't lost at all to the uh, whole of it. Which, sometimes you can be, unfortunately, when it comes to animated uh, features, because you know they're not always that well done with their sound.
3: Oh, and one thing about the sound that I did read about this one was kind of odd is that apparently they did the animation, the dubbing uh, was done American style, which, um, what's the usual order? Is it, I think it's in America they dub first and then animate, or is it the other way around? I always forget. But I know they do it opposite in Japan. And, but this one, they actually reversed the usual practice, which may have led may have helped its popularity here. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, trying to think of anything else on the uh, production aspects. If we if we don't have any more, does uh, anyone want to go on into favorite scenes? I guess. Actually,
2: I have two horror scenes. I have a least favorite, which I want to mention. Okay. Because it just is iconic. Uh-huh. I do have a favorite. My favorite's pretty easy, because my favorite is the uh, just the kind of nightmare scene where he's coming in and all of the toys are coming to life, and that sort of psychic hallucination. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was well put together right out of a horror movie earlier on that would have freaked me out, uh, when I, if I had seen it earlier in life. Um, mm-hmm. the last scene where Akira does his I mean Akira, but uh, where Tetsuo does his transformation, that is probably my least favorite scene, but also one of the more iconic uh, scenes or memorable scenes for the movie because I, I can guarantee you anybody who's seen Akira will remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. That portion of it quite well.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Dave. Well, um, my favorite, uh, my favorite scene. I have to agree with uh, for uh, Brandon is that nightmarish scene, uh, is uh, scene where Tetua is just waking up. He's in the hospital, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, the bear that he flipped over onto the floor just. Uh, it just kind of walks past him with this car and, and whatever the fuck that other thing was, and it's like every uh, sugar uh, sugar plums were dancing in his head, and the nutcracker was alive, you know. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Uh, but uh, it, it's uh, but then it took like. The gigantic bear and turned it into the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, our least favorite scene, um, which I think we we could get uh, get into least favorite scenes, for, uh, yeah. on if we really wanted to, um, was the part where you know they, they were. Uh, they uh, they had ripped the clothes off a uh, a, a, Gow- a I mean, that wasn't you know. I I mean, she really had re- really done nothing wrong, you know. So uh, so to uh, to me, I kind of felt bad for her. So
4: it's yeah, uh, th- kind of sad, like uh, what happened to Gouda, and like I don't want to spoil it because we've already mm-hmm. spoiled kind of a lot, but it's it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you guys? My favorite uh, uh It's kind of tough to nail down. Um, I mean, I think the f- I think I like the finale just because it's so like over the top and like what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, although that flashback sequence where you actually get to see. Um, oh, Good lord, I forgot his name. I forgot That's Tetsuo's cool. name. <laughs> you would get to see some of Tetsuo's, like, history of Canada. or Canada. Yeah. Uh, That was interesting. That was pretty interesting, because it's some of the little bits of character insight that we get. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think my favorite scene probably is just the finale, because okay. we get, like, that music with it, too. You, okay.
1: you, know, you know what's interesting is that Tetsuo... Uh, is also the, the name of a Japanese trilogy um, mm-hmm. of horror films that I know. Mm. Uh, so, so I wonder if, uh, if those films had an influence from this movie.
4: Well, uh, probably. It <laughs> it could be I mean, this was such like, a huge... From what i this was such a huge thing uh, when it mm. came out that, you know, anybody creative would have would have been interested in seeing it and been like, oh, and then, like, Stuff from it would have appeared everywhere. Anyway, mm-hmm. Seems to have been the case.
3: Actually, I just want to mention one random thing about the dub, real quick, because um, of best uh, you had a little little slip up there. Um, I was very impressed with Pioneer. that Canada was called Canada because it's so easy for an American to read that as Canada. It's so easy. And I'm like, I, yeah, I can't myself. believe Pioneer did not. <laughs> I caught myself doing that. I was like, ah, damn. Yeah. But I could not believe that they got it. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and of course, they tried. And, and then, of course, Akira is one of the most mispronounced words in anime fandom. Some of the. Uh, but in way, um, for me, for favorites, I'm not sure I have a clear, clear lead. I agree that that scene with the toys is pretty awesome. And there were a few, like, particular character development scenes that I kind of liked. Like, I like the scene in the police station, actually. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and there are, you know, a couple little bits here and there. Uh, Molly's trailer definitely has to be the big... Transformation thing, particularly the part involving Kelly. Uh, I was, yeah, I felt so, sorry for her there, but it, it did get a little gruesome uh, at at times. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part, otherwise the film, despite the fact that it's very bloody, it's not that bloody, okay. so it's good. It's like you know I have no problem with that. If it's really bloody and not that gory, I'm okay with it. You know, but. It <laughs> the looks like it's a nested, <laughs> fist of the Morse, North Star or
2: uh, Mad Bull '88, which is uh, <laughs> so a scene in Mad Bull where uh, they're out of weaponry, and he says, mm-hmm. "No, we're not." A cop always comes prepared, takes off yeah. his pants, and it turns out he's got like a like a bushel of grenades
3: where should I keep these? Oh, my pants. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, let me think here. If there are any other big notes I had, I don't recall anything. Oh, one thing I did want to note, that I've read a lot about this, but I've not really been able to nail down like an official visual confirmation of this, but Akira is apparently the one and only anime and one of only three animated films, three animated films to get the Criterion treatment, and it apparently got a limited Laserdisc treatment. Hey. Like from what I can tell, not even a VHS release, and it's like that's just really freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the animal <laughs> treatment. I would say saying, for, oh yeah, anyhow, it's another lazy laser disc only.
1: But well, um, and I guess they have uh, a, a Criterion has the rights to it, probably. Well,
3: no, they don't. No, that's they don't. the thing is a Criterion. And when we did our list of ones that need a Criterion release, we included a lot of anime. We specifically did not include Disney. And it's occurred to me that it may be the reason we did not include Disney is because of their obsession with the vault. The mouse has his vault. And Criterion has it in their mission statement that when they release something, they keep it in print. So it could have been that the Japanese production company said, "You know, we'd rather not. We'll we'll take it back," and Uh, that's very unfortunate to think that that might be keeping them from exploring anime. Because that makes sense because it it had that re release, which is very recent.
2: I think it was this past year that that re release came out.
3: But like Akira
1: and and, uh, Perfect Blue and. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. That. It, yeah. I wouldn't mind if Perfect Blue came out uh, uh, as yeah. a uh, as a Criterion or something
3: right. like that. But yeah, uh, but and of course the other two we covered one just a couple weeks ago, which is Fantastic Mr. Fox, <laughs> and the other one was Watershed Down. So they really need to step up their game of animation.
1: That's right, they, yeah. did, they did come out with a Watershed Down Criterion, didn't they? Yep, yep. Yeah, the is a,
2: is a little, I really feel like animation is considered a whipping boy, and even <laughs> in this yeah. day and age, a lot of animation is still considered, oh well, it's just for children. Even yeah. in this day and age, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel really strongly that it should not be. Uh, considered mm-hmm. as such that it should be taken seriously or as seriously as its live-action counterpart.
3: Especially because you can't watch Akira and go, oh, that's just for kids. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Disney <laughs> right there. <Yeah>. Disney's <laughs> a kid. Oh god! you know, for kids. Akira <laughs> yes. and Perfect Blue and, um, let's see, Paprika and, uh, all those lovely ones. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's yeah. why presenting animation
2: like this one and um, and the Lupin the Third uh, movie that we covered, it's just important to actually present this stuff,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: just because it's good to let people know that you know animation can be something uh, just as serious or just as good as some of these other films.
3: Mm-hmm all right so any uh other final thoughts anyone have any uh other other notes on release
4: that we overlooked or uh weird random side stories or <laughs> i think i told all my side stories i mean it's good like go see it like it's on hulu right now uh both the sub and the dub so if you got hulu feel free to mm-hmm. check it out so i mean i Mm -hmm. I'm not really an anime fan. Like, I generally don't like anime. And I could enjoy this. So, that tells you something about the quality. (laughs) Really good? Well, uh, I've
1: gotten into uh, some anime here uh, 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 and there. I guess I'd have to say that I actually kind of like this. Because of how weird it it, it, it goes. It has no it it has no random rhyme or reason and that's what i like about it you know i mean it, it it really doesn't i mean it goes one direction it goes another it kind of brings you in a labyrinth of, uh, of things and uh, it brings up a lot of emo- uh, emotions on different sides so it's it's kind of a a weird concoction uh, uh, of beautifulness you know <laughs> right Good. good, good way to put it, I guess
3: <laughs> the um <clears throat> yeah, it's like so this one definitely has grown on me i uh I really didn't like it at first, but you know being a movie geek i I like to not be dismissive of things I like to give them a try, you know and, and I've said before it's one of the fun things about this group is uh, I try things I wouldn't have otherwise. But um, sometimes I'll see something and have a very adverse reaction and be assured that, oh, no, you need to try it again. Well, and that was like me with my first reaction with Ghost in the Shell was I was bored to tears and thought it was this tedious piece of what the heck is this. (laughs) And I eventually went back and found that, yeah, it is kind of boring and tedious, but it's beautiful, And, uh, and it did lead to a really awesome TV series. Um, I remember in high school, my dad introduced me to uh, The Graduate, and I hated it. Nah. And then I came back a few years later. I'm like, oh man, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> you just make it the time. <laughs> What's that? I still <laughs> hate The Graduate. All right, <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I guess if, uh, if, if everyone's had uh, their final. Do- 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 I, uh, Final send off
4: then. Um I guess well, Dustin. I yeah, well first, uh, cause I actually gotta go and, uh oh well, after my uh, little wrap up here guys. Okay. Uh so well uh I'm Dustin, also known as the Crypt of Horrors, here on YouTube and Twitter. So feel free to follow me in both of those places. So my channel is for horror collecting and just kinda anything else related to horror and movies. So, my horror collection is on Instagram at DHRHunter. So, follow me and badger me to post more stuff because (laughs) laziness. Uh, And I think that's probably about it for me. So, uh, yeah, like, share, and subscribe to all of our stuff. And with that, I will leave you guys. Good night. night. Bye. All right,
2: Brandon. Oh. I am uh, Septim Sen of Septum Sen versus the World. Uh, we are a uh, physical media tribute um, page where we talk about the wonders and beauty of physical media as well as top tens, uh, movie reviews and such, usually uh, limited to what we have physically. Of course, uh, we have uh, a number of wonderful top tens that we have, uh, our top 15s, depending, that we have. Um, we are... the. Deb- maybe next week going to try and record for the uh next top 10 list that we have it all depends on time wise but uh that top 10 would be a continuation of uh, earlier lists about anime that kind of inspired us and got us in Those was our first ones are kind of our beginnings into the uh, other this is more of a uh, how we really got into it so these are going to be very interesting lists um whether it'll be next week or the week after, it really depends on um, other factors. But um, hopefully we'll get that in.
3: All right. And um, I'm Jake. I also uh, frequently guest on Septim Sin vs. the World is Buki Jake. And uh, like you said, we have that one top ten to look forward to. It's going to be really cool. And then in about a month from now-ish, we'll have our favorite 10 anime movies will Akira make our list for that who knows we'll find out but (laughs) there's definitely definitely a lot of movies being watched in this next month Uh, some of them very good and actually last night I watched one of the ones that got horribly 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 overlooked because of the prejudice against animation which was your name so, at any rate, we, uh, I have my own channel as well, Kotabuki Jake, which is more deb- uh, focused on nature and the natural world. Uh, I've been too hung up on our natural slightly to record a lot of videos. I need to hit a better balance there, but, you know, I'll, I'll update occasionally. <laughs> and um, in the meantime, you know, do the collecting as, and, uh, commenting as well and uh just having fun uh when i get to on this channel and i'll hand it over to you to
1: push us off Already, and uh my name is david striggy and i am the regular host for uh, uh, for this uh, this podcast but as you know, all know every single one of us uh that has a hand in moving this conversation along and we ultimately enjoy our film journeys so uh um uh we uh, on a different cha- uh, channel channel uh, delusions of Grand grandeur i uh, put my uh, film reviews uh and uh, uh eventually we'll be get- uh, getting this podcast out to other avenues of the podcast uh, arena but uh, but um now this was the end of this month themes correct mm-hmm. Oh, actually, we still have K's left, which will be Night Riders. Okay, is, so is Night Riders—is that right? Yeah, it's a Night it Riders, George A. Romero's Night Riders, which we, we will be going on about next week. So stay tuned, uh, tuned for that. Uh, now, this coming week, uh, week, I have two interviews with two different dire- uh, directors. Uh, one uh, being Joe Sherlock. And uh, another be uh, being Brad Sykes. So stay tuned for uh, for uh, for uh, those. One will be live, and one will surface. And I'll let you figure out which one will uh, that will be. So in any case, stay tuned for uh, more exciting uh, uh, stuff on our our channel. Like, share, and subscribe. And have a good evening, folks. Say good night, everyone. Good night, Bye. Good night. Now,
0: time for TV's favorite game show, Beat the Time. And here's TV's favorite moderator, Guy Smiley. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Wonderful, good afternoon and welcome, welcome to Beat the Time, the show in which our contestants have a certain amount of time to do our crazy. And tell me, who is our first contestant today? Today's contestant is Mr. Grover Monster from
1: Sesame Street.
0: Come on, come Welcome, Mr. Grover Monster! Hi, Guy! And are you ready for today's wacky stunt? I sure am, Guy! Fire it away! Okay! Okay! Your stunt is this! Yes! You have to bring me five things, that's five things, that contain Milk! Five things that contain milk. Absolutely right, Grover Monster. And let us see how much time you have to do that in. Oh, one minute. Wow, you have only one minute to bring me five things that contain milk. Are you ready, Grover Monster? I think so. Ready? Yeah. Get set? Yeah. Go! Ah, i you right back. Can he bring us five things that contain milk? He only has. 50. Four seconds yeah. to do it. Here I come, here, I come! Ice cream! Ice cream has milk in it, huh? Yeah. Wonderful Rover Monster! Okay. Ice cream does contain milk! Very good, that's okay. one! I get more, be right back! Yes, you have four more to go! Four more things that contain milk! Can he do it? Here he comes now! Here I come here, I come! Uh, uh, cheese! Cheese has milk in it! All right! Cheese and ice cream, that's two! Two! You two. have no more than that! Yes, you have three more to go! Oh, boy, boy, be right back! And you only have 20 seconds to do it! And can we do it, back huh? Butter! Butter has milk in it! Right! Ice cream, cheese and butter, that's three! How much time do I have? You only have 10 seconds! Oh, I run! I run! Two more things! Rover Monster. will he do it? He's got five seconds! Yeah. There some five things that have milk in it, ice cream, cheese, butter and two cows! Wonderful! I did it, Rover monster. I hey, win it. Okay, did it, it again. Me. Oh, boy, what do we get? You and your cows. a yes. yes. free, always best your dairy. You, That's the heart of the dairyland USA. Yes, you and your cows. We'll fly!